Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hey. Hey, Miles. How's it going? <laughs> so far, so good. Awesome. I can see the birds there in the Yes, yeah, the birds are chirping. Uh, I'm up here in Kansas City, Missouri, actually, today. Uh, my sister uh, had a baby girl last yesterday, so I got a got a new niece, and I'm up here taking care of the nephews, but trying to get as much work done as I can in the meantime. Oh, looks like we're seeing a little delay on you, Mike. Oh, there we go. That's better. Yeah. Anyway, yep, yep, there you are. You just froze there for a little bit. Um, anyway, uh, over our last couple of meetings with clients and other local business owners, we got a couple of questions. So we're going to start with those. But if you have any questions you want us to hit, throw those in the comments. We will be watching. Uh, or at any time, even if you're watching this later, you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Uh, so the first one we got, um, oh, Mike, did you get that list over there? I got a couple asking about, no. we got a couple people asking about um, doing videos. We were having that conversation earlier today about um, people doing videos, doing live streams like this, or pre-recording content. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people are, are, are engaging with social media a lot more. Businesses are engaging with social media a lot more. And uh, video is an awesome piece of content to be able to put out there if you can. But a lot of people are kind of wary about putting video out because they're they're not used to it. They're not comfortable on camera. They don't think they have a good uh, setup. So I just wanted to throw out a couple of tips for people just starting to do video content. Um, and then I'll let you put in your two cents as well. Uh, the first one, I think the most important, everything else is secondary to this one. but. Uh, perfection is the enemy of progress here, so don't get too nervous. Don't try to put out this Hollywood-style production. Um, you know, it's it's not going to be perfect, and that's okay. You're not going to really enjoy seeing yourself on camera the first few times, and that's okay. Um, you're not going to like hearing the sound of your own voice first few times, and that's okay. Um, just go ahead and try it. So we'll give you a couple of tips here for making it uh, a little bit better and avoiding a couple of easy mistakes. But outside of that, just start recording. Take that video, post it up there. It'll be fine. Uh, don't worry about trying to make this thing a Hollywood production. One of the best things that you can do outside of that and outside of you know buying a really nice camera and mic and hardware and all that kind of good hardware setup, um, I think is lighting. Lighting is really important. Um, natural light is really nice if you can get it. Uh, it makes you look really good on pretty much any quality of camera. Uh, but be careful of the placement of it. So you'll notice here behind me, I do have a, a window. Uh, which would apply a lot of natural light, but it's behind me because of how my camera is set up here. 
I would be backlit a lot, and so you wouldn't be able to see me a whole uh, very well. Um, it just makes everything look blurry and weird. So we've closed that off, and I've actually put a lamp up here in front of me to give me a little bit more light, even though I'm closing off the window directly behind me and leaving the window open. You can't really see it, but the window is actually open over there to get more natural light into the room and make everything look better. So make sure the light is pointing towards you, towards your face this way, not behind you. Uh, use natural light if you can. Um, outside of that, Mike, do you have any any big tips for helping people out getting started with video? Were you just talking about that because my my natural light is is overexposed back that here. Is not that, is that all <laughs> at you. No, that no, first comment is more important because like great, it's like video where you can. Great tips though. Great tips there, Moss. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I have a couple things. Yeah. Just to echo what you said. Yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, it's more important about, I guess what, what, what you're putting out rather than how you're putting it out. Uh, so don't overthink the production, you know, you, uh, you do want to, put some time in, into it, but I think most of the time pre-production has got to be spent on what is our content going to be saying, who are we going to be saying it to, and why are they going to care, you know, and, and, and answering those three questions. And like Miles said, not try to uh, turn it into a Hollywood production. Uh, but yeah, video is definitely king, you know, right now, and it has been for, for several years across all the platforms on social media, and, and also it's great for SEO and things like that on your website. But um, if you don't already, you have to have a team in place or you have to have tools in place in order for you to make a lot of content, most of it uh, video heavy, and be able to di distribute it uh, across all the platforms in the context of each platform. You know, you want to have your Instagram content be different than your LinkedIn content and not just try to have a one-size-fits-all over uh, the course of five or six different platforms. So it's a lot of work that goes into it, uh, but it's certainly necessary and it's certainly a great ROI in terms of what you're going to get out of it from your marketing. Uh, Miles, you know, other than a few tips there, um, I think that a lot of people, they just need to storyboard, you know, they really need to uh, be creative and think of themselves as a media company or as a content creation company and think about, how can I execute the best stories that my audience are going to care about? And then, like I said before, making sure they fit into each one of the narratives on each one of the platforms. But uh, we, we've seen people put together amazing content with just their iPhone. So you certainly don't need to, to overthink it. You just got to get out there and start creating. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, live streams uh, with a, uh, I don't want to say a client, I guess a prospective client you know, earlier this morning, and that's certainly a question that we get all the time. Uh, you know, how should I be doing live streams? What should I be saying? And, and on and on, uh, you know, live stream is the king of the video world right now. So it's certainly something that you need to put some time and effort into. And if you're, if you're already doing video content, but you're not doing, you know, daily and weekly live streaming, well, then that's certainly a step forward uh, in the right direction. But if you, if you haven't done any video content first, you know, maybe you want to start with that and then work your way up to live streaming, uh, as live streaming is, it's obviously a little bit different of a beast and a lot more could go wrong when you're live than, uh, when you're able, able to edit and repolish and then distribute. So probably start there. And, uh, a lot of people, you know, they put together a team, uh, 
of individuals in their organization to handle this, but it's not necessarily something you have to do. You can contract out a team or, you know, we're big uh, advocates to do it yourself. You know, take a couple key people to spend a, a week or so in YouTube and Google and, and then trial and error, trial and error after you learn some basic skills on, uh, on how to make content. But Miles, is there uh, you want to talk a little bit about live streaming here, or do you just want to uh, keep going down the video route? I think I can echo a couple of points that okay. you uh, said on live stream. Um, you know, there are a lot of different platforms out there offering this now. It's not just I mean, we're here on Facebook Live, but you know, there's people streaming on Twitch. YouTube Live is a thing now. Um, there's a couple of platforms, third-party platforms out there that allow you to stream from one dashboard out into multiple places. So you can be streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube Live and Twitch all at the same time. Um, so there's a lot of different tools out there. I would start, if you're thinking about doing some live streaming, uh, start doing a little bit of research about it. It's probably the first step um, before really getting into video production or storyboarding out your first uh, your first stream or anything is just do a little bit of research, figure out what platform you want to be uh, producing content on. Um, if there are any other third-party tools, if you uh, figure out which one of those that you want to use, because they are all slightly different. There's pros and cons to everything. Um, there are some paid services that might be able to help you out. Um, so yeah, start with some, some research. And then echoing back to the point that I was making about video in general, same thing with live streaming. Um, if you wait until you're comfortable, completely 100% comfortable jumping on there, then you probably waited too late to do it. Uh, so before you spend all of this time trying to perfect everything, doing all of the research in the world and uh, figuring out all of your different animations and where your camera is and all of that, just go ahead and give it a shot. Um, it's not going to hurt you to try it, uh, and it's not going to be perfect the first time around. So. Just try it out and get comfortable. That's that's my live streaming tips, mm -hmm. especially as someone relatively new to the live streaming game myself. So, yeah, um, yeah. But but it's certainly important because you know with a limited budget that a lot of folks have today, it's it's a great way to get organic reach. It's a great way to post something and have it be seen. You know, live longer in the algorithm and the feed and be seen hours and hours and hours after you after you post it. Where a lot of times, even if you put out a great video, it loses a lot of its punch uh, after the first initial few hours. So, you know, like you said, across all these platforms now, there's uh, amazing streaming capabilities. You know, we uh, we like Facebook, but if you're B2B, I encourage you to do LinkedIn. And if, if it fits for you, I encourage you to do IGTV. Um, and then the, the other thing we can do with this is uh, repurpose this content. You know, this is a great way to yes. put out a put out a long form piece of content as a live stream and then take the audio, maybe put that out as a podcast and take the video, chop it up and put that out into smaller pieces on on different channels. So really a lot you can do with it. Um, Miles, are you seeing anything on the on the website side of things that, that people could or should be doing with uh, with their live streaming? Off the instead of the social platforms, but you know, is there a way to should people be thinking about how do I integrate my YouTube, you know, channel or something like that into my website? Uh, mm -hmm. If you're if you're if you're going to be going down that road, I don't know. I'm I'm riffing a, que I'm riffing a question here. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's fine. Uh, 
you know, there there are ways to um, like embed your live stream onto your website or even host your live streams only on your website. Um, there are certain uh, third party tools that allow you to, um, just like you would push it out to Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you would push it out into uh, a special kind of data stream that you can then embed onto your website or uh, some other um, platforms, not really social platforms, but different streaming platforms will take that kind of data feed so you can push yourself your stuff out everywhere. Um, so if you have the technical capability or if you're working with a web developer or something like that and you want to stream your stuff directly to your website, that would that could be a really cool, uh, creative and unique way to mm -hmm. get traffic to your website and people actually using your website, getting them off of social media, getting them off of Facebook, off of YouTube and actually onto your website while you're live streaming. Uh, so that does take a little bit more work up front and a little bit of technical know-how to get that set up to begin with, but there could be a potentially big payoff in doing that just in getting uh, some some nice organic traffic, people following you to that. Yeah, and I think a real big advantage of of doing that is, you know, then you're really, you're taking this piece of content and you're getting both sides. You're getting the spontaneity and the the boost of a live stream and you're getting that immediate reaction, that immediate engagement, you know, from, from your audience, you can find out in real time, you know, exactly what people think about something. If you're unveiling a new idea, a new service or a new product, but then you can also take that content and turn it into a piece of evergreen content that is going to live on your website and your video archive file. It's going to be turned into a podcast. It's going to be used, cut up and repurposed for other marketing, uh, instances and i don't think a lot of people think about what i can do with my live stream content after the live stream I, most most of us think about it just in that immediate terms but you know there's a huge opportunity there for you to use that as a great facebook ad to then get traffic to your website to then retarget back uh with with more call to action type of Facebook audiences and you know create audiences inside your facebook ads manager that only have to deal with people who engage with that live stream. I mean, there's there's really all kinds of things that you can do to take that piece of content and extend it for weeks out after that as part of your marketing funnel. And so that's another reason why I think this is a super powerful tool uh, that people need to take seriously. But the first step is get your video game down pat uh, and uh, and really polish that and. You know, if you've already conquered video and you've already conquered live streaming, the next world I would point you to is audio and voice and uh, and really trying to build out some content uh, and some ideas around that, because I think that um, that's going to be the next the next you know big frontier in terms of where the attention is going to go. And uh, voices and podcasts and that whole thing is, is really, really hot right now. Yeah, and just doubling down on that before we move on, I know we've we've probably beat this into the ground here, but um, not just for live streams, but for all content, um, that same concept will apply where you can cut up one piece of content that you create and disperse that across days, weeks, multiple platforms and make that one piece of or that one piece of content into 10 or 20 pieces of content. So this live stream, for example, we're cutting up into uh, 
multiple videos for different platforms, ripping the audio off for podcasts. You can take the transcript and turn that into a uh, written post or a blog post. You can do this for normal videos that you do. Um, any podcast you do, again, you can take the transcript there and turn that into written content. Regardless, any kind of good quality, larger piece of content that you produce, go ahead and cut that up and turn that into as many pieces of content as you can. Um, so we're just gonna move on here. Uh, another question I got, nothing, it, it's not something I had really thought of before. It's not really a technical question, but came to me a couple of days ago. Um, and that is how to stay healthy while working in front of a screen 24 seven. I know that I'm used to this kind of life sitting here in front of a computer all day um, and you sort of, and some people are kind of used to that, but there's a lot of people finding themselves in front of a screen all day that aren't really used to that. And they're having some problems, mm -hmm. some back problems from sitting for too long, um, headaches, migraines, eye strain issues. Uh, so just want to throw out a couple of tips for people just starting this sort of sedentary lifestyle that is, that is normally my life. Um, <laughs> So first of all, I would say work in, in, in intervals. Um, this is going to help your back. This is going to help your muscles. This is going to help your eyes, everything. Don't just sit there at your desk working on something for eight hours straight. Get up, walk around, even if it's just a lap around the house, that little break will do wonders. And don't do it you know, every couple of hours or something, literally every 20, 30 minutes or something. Get up, go get a drink of water get up, walk around the house, let the dog out, whatever it is, maybe set a timer on your phone or something. Make sure that you get up, you get moving just a little bit. This will help your body because you're not just sitting in one place. Uh, your back's not gonna hurt as much. It will thank you tomorrow. Um, and this will also help your eyes out. Your eyes aren't used to focusing uh, on something that's right here, that's so close to your face. They're used to seeing things all over the place. So. Um, Go away from the screen and make sure you look at something that's far away. Really step outside if you want to and just look outside for a little while. Get your eyes to relax a little bit. and Look at something all the way across the house, across the yard. Um, that will keep you from uh, you know, getting headaches. Um, yeah, so those are, the, those are the big tips there. Lots of water. People are uh, tempted to just drink coffee all day, whereas before they used to be cut off. I know I've, I've fallen victim to that several times myself. Make sure you get your water in, stand up, go look at something far away. Those are my big tips. Great suggestions. <laughs> oh, there was another one in there. Um, there are a couple of programs out there. I, don't, I have one called Lux. Uh, it's a free download. Um, I think that's what it's called. Uh, might have to find that link later, but there. Uh, if you just do a quick Google search for this, you should be able to find it. That will, these programs will control the lighting, brightness, and color of your screen in order to uh, keep your eye strain down and mimic the circadian rhythm. So it's brighter during the day, and then once the sun goes down, it'll actually dim your screen and change the colors so that your eyes will adjust as if they were adjusting to nighttime. This will help you get a better night's sleep. A lot of people who are just starting uh, staring at a screen all day are finding that they're having trouble sleeping because the screens are tricking your eyes and tricking your mind into not really knowing what time it is and having a hard time getting that uh, 
that cycle, that circadian rhythm in there. Uh, so try to find one of those programs if you're having trouble sleeping. That That's helped me a lot. So moving on from our, our health notes of the day, I'm just going to let you go on this for a little bit because we've got several uh, broad questions all kind of culminating into uh, there's a lot of companies that are uh, just starting to do some, some advertising. Maybe they don't have as much money as they're used to. And so they're trying to find out what is the best way um, to maximize that ROI, the return on investment in their ads. So. Uh, Mr. Marketing Guy, I'll let you go on that for a little while. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a pretty open-ended question. But uh, let's see. You know, there's there's several, you know, key things that we have to take into account, you know, when we're working on a small budget or if we're not working on a small budget, but now we need to have every single dime uh, work, for, work, work as best as it can for us. And the first thing is, you know, what's my KPI? You know, what? what are my clearly defined goals? What are we doing here? You know, <laughs> and, and that question really has to be examined from the outset and then reevaluated. You know, I don't want to say daily, but at least weekly and monthly and, and uh, often. And, and so that's the first thing. If we don't have a clearly identified set of goals and outcomes and a way to measure them, we're really just, we're not going to be using the best uh, time to dollar to value ratio. And then, the, the next thing, obviously, is we have to have a system in place and where we're able to track and analyze the data that's going to come in to tell us whether or not we're hitting those outcomes. Um, but really, you know, the, in the big picture of things, people have to find out what is going to be my best case scenario for advertising. What I mean by that is we have so many choices out there of how to spend our marketing dollars and our marketing dollars, and especially in, in certain hard hit industries are getting extremely small. And so where can I put my dollars in one place, not in 10 places, but in one place where I know I can get the best ROI and I can track it and I can do something for a set amount of time, you know, we get, as small business owners, we get a, an itch to, hey, I want to test this, I want to test this, which is great until we only have a finite amount of resources. And so what we need to do in terms of our paid ads is have a very strict, focused campaign. And then we're not going to stop testing, but we're going to do our testing with our organic content. And so we're going to test things out using organic methods and when we find something that's hot, when we find something that's going to be a, a big player in our paid strategy, well, then we can implement it in there. But, you know, right now I would not be uh, just out there A-B testing every single thing and, and spending all kinds of money uh, on my paid programming. Now, in a couple of months, I'm probably gonna, I might have a, a different answer to that. Uh, but let's talk about a couple of ways we could, you know, boost our organic reach. Uh I think, uh, did we talk about email lists last time? I can't even remember, you know, I, but I think that. I don't know. That was a whole I, week ago. That was a whole week ago. That was I an eternity to, ago. Yeah, I know I've talked about email lists before, but I think email lists is a way that people are underutilizing right now. Um, and that's if you're using Constant Contact or MailChimp or something like that, you know, it's usually less than $100 a month. Uh, and then it's just about coming up with great content. 
Um, so and that in, in messaging on Facebook, you know, boy, has that been a huge undertaking uh, for a lot of small businesses that have a small budget, the ability to send out messages for people to opt in and then receive messages from you that they actually open, you know, uh, and very, very little upfront cost, you know, in terms of how you get it set up in terms of uh, Facebook Messenger. But what are you doing in order to engage with people for free? And then when you have that engagement, that's when we A-B test. You know, we talked about live streaming earlier and, you know, the fact that you could get immediate feedback from a live stream about a product or service. Okay. Well, maybe before we would take out and we would A-B test and we would say, hey, we're going to give the same audience you know, both of these products and services, and we're going to spend money and we're going to go out and we're going to, we're going to get the market research and then we're going to find out, Hey, which one did they actually like better? Right? Well, we don't necessarily have to do that anymore. If we have a way in order to get our audience to pay attention and engage with us, we can do it right there on a live stream and get a lot of great market research that used to cost thousands of dollars and months and months of time. Now, you know, is that a t one test case going to be, you know, what you want to, make all your decisions on? No, of course not. It's just one piece of relevant data and a mountain of relevant data that you can do. But uh, my point being is that there's a lot of tools out there right now in terms of how we can utilize organic reach or very, very uh, inexpensive uh, reach and engagement. And we can take that data and then we can smartly apply that to, hey, this is what we actually are going to spend our budget on because we've got some good data that didn't cost us a lot of money. Whereas that was really hard to do uh, even a few years ago. So that would be one tip that I would have uh, on how to maximize your ROI. And, you know, another tip would be really know your audience and listen to your audience. And they'll tell you, you know, they'll, if, you're, if you're asking the right questions and you're engaging with them the right way, they will tell you exactly what platforms they prefer, how they like their content, how they even like to be sold to. So. You know, don't be afraid to uh, to engage them one on one and and really reach out and ask your audience and always be fine tuning that. Who is my audience? What do they want? Who is my audience? What do they want? Because like I said, right now, it's not the time uh, to be kind of out there willy nilly uh, testing things and spending a whole lot of money in order to do that. We want to take a little bit of a savvier approach and how we're making those decisions uh, and how our dollars get spent. But touched on this a little bit, you know, a, a minute ago, but the biggest thing too is, you know, being able to track it, uh, being able to really tell, you know, what is my ROA? What is my ROI? Uh, and, and that goes back to the, the key performance indicators, really having a, a, a right outcome that is, Hey, this is exactly what we want. This is exactly how we're going to track it. Uh, because you'd be surprised miles, uh, you know, I know you see it, uh, a lot, but I think people would be surprised of how many businesses out there don't have those first two things in place. They can't tell you, here's exactly what I'm going to define as success, and here's exactly how I'm going to uh, track that success or evaluate that success over time. Um, and so if we back up and, and we start there, I think that that can be uh, a really big tool. But, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't be uh, just going out there kind of spraying and praying uh, right now. Yeah. Was that so, no, I think that that was a great, that was a great okay. uh, deep dive into sort of um, advertising ROI um, 
I think you're right, super important to actually know what to measure here. That last point you were making, actually have a goal, understand what the success looks like, and then only do what's trackable at this point, I think is is probably the a key item here. Um, I think that was the last question coming in for today. So uh, thanks, Mike. Again, Mike Hanna of Wildman Web Solutions. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably sometime next week on Ask Wildman. Uh, again, this is just supposed to be a AMA style question and answer period where we try to address any and all questions you have about business, technology, marketing, or if you just want to jump in and say hi, that's cool too. Um, at any point, throw your questions in the comment during our shows, um, or you can email us. Email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. I've got that address up on the screen. Um, and again, we'll try to be back uh, next week. So like us, follow us at wildmanweb, and we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.